Kiko Denzer is the artist who first taught us how to build our own wood-fired bread ovens. And this is his credo, his art. He makes the simple things we come to depend on every day, like houses, those ovens, and the things we use all the time, like spoons and bowls. And his approach is always thoughtful and inspiring. And frankly, I'm thrilled to have him back. Kiko, welcome. Thanks, Lynn. Okay, so from the bread ovens to spoons, <laughs> how did this all evolve? Well, the short answer is they're both sculpture, and they both feed the the sculpture passion, and um, and they both feed people, and I think that really is is the connection. You know, I'd I'd carved a spoon or two, you know, here and there along the way. But my understanding of woodworking was always that you had to have seasoned wood, and seasoning was a whole long process, and also that you had to have a shop, and you had to have chisels and mallets and gouges and a workbench and mm-hmm, a vice and mm-hmm. you know all this stuff. And I had begun a correspondence with Bill Copperthwaite, who's a marvelous person, was marvelous person. He's no longer with us, unfortunately, but he was involved in the Swedish tradition of spoon carving, which is something you do with a small hooked knife and a straight blade, and you do it in the kitchen on your lap. And and you use green wood, which makes it much easier to carve, and it also means that you can go and chop a branch off a tree and make a spoon. And it was it was like, oh, <laughs> I don't I don't need to be in my shop to make sculpture. I can do this in my in my spare moments at the kitchen table. So then I started making chips on the floor and my wife kind of sighed in an exasperated way and said, okay, (laughs) we'll just deal with this. Well, I'm holding in my hand right now one of the two spoons you sent. And I have to say, it is one of the most comfortable things I've had in my hand. It just feels right. Can I make this? Oh, yeah. How do you begin carving it? Well, I like etymologies. So the word spoon actually comes from an old Norse root meaning a chip of wood. So in the northern countries, you know, that's what a spoon was. It was mm-hmm. just a chip. And, you know, you can eat with a chip of wood. Yeah. In the Latin countries, of course, they were closer to the ocean. And their word for spoon comes from a root meaning shell. Oh, yeah. Right? So you yeah. just grab a shell yeah. and you use it to serve the soup. But the fancy spoons are just, a, you know, a, a chip you spend more time on. And the first spoon is always a little rough, but basically it's just a stick with a hole in the end, right? <laughs> Interesting point. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah. No, and yeah. everybody's first spoon looks like a stick with a hole in the end. And then, you know, then you just keep carving more spoons and they, they grow and evolve. So, all right. I mean, look, the only thing I've ever carved is a turkey. <laughs> so can you step me through this? Okay, so what I would do is I would take a green piece of wood and I would split out some, basically some boards. But it's very easy to do with straight grain. You know, you just cleave it. Uh And then you split the board roughly the length and width that you need for the spoon. And a lot of people like to start with a drawing. So you sketch out the shape that you want to make. And then you, you either use a saw or a knife to cut in at the point where the bowl meets the handle on both sides, and then you can split out most of the wood just by tapping at the end and running that split down to the cut. Ah. So that does most of the work for you, and then the rest is just whittling. And the only part that requires a little bit more finesse, I guess, is carving out the bowl, and for that you need what's called a crooked knife or a hook knife so that you can get that nice curve. Oh, I've seen those. They literally look like a hook. 
right. at the end of the knife. Yep. You know, the grace of this spoon, I mean, the handle is curved and it comes up above the bowl and then flares out and there's a balance to it. Is that something you just come upon as you keep doing it or is there a key? Well, yes. <laughs> um, you know, as you keep doing it, you begin to see the proportions more precisely. And my discovery has been that most spoons are three to one. The length of the spoon is three bowls long. Interesting. So now that I've carved my spoon, do I just let it dry? Uh, you let it dry. Depending on where you are, you might have to control the drying a little bit because uh -huh. um, in extreme dry environments, you can get cracking. But the nice thing about working green wood is once you get it thinned out, it dries fairly evenly. Uh -huh. It also varies with the type of wood. And then the finishing is important because you need, you know, you don't want the wood to pick up the flavors of the foods that you're eating. So you take a drying oil, um, walnut oil and flaxseed oil, will both polymerize in the grain. That's basically the hardening process. And once the grain is full of oil and the oil has hardened, then it won't absorb any fats and it won't absorb any flavors that'll go rancid in your spoon. So Kiko, you teach this, right? Yeah. Usually for beginners, I'll give them just a piece of straight wood and have them carve a simple kitchen spoon. And then depending on how they do with that, we can go on to more advanced stuff. But the first one, you know, especially if you're not used to working with a sharp blade, you know, y you can easily spend a day carving a spoon and be quite happy or be quite frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> but people usually walk away with a spoon. I, I think that's a lovely way to just spend a day, you know, as you said, working with your hands. Right. Kiko, thanks. You've really opened up a lot of lovely possibilities here. Yeah. Well, thank you. Kiko Denzer is an artist, teacher, and author. Now, for more information about him and his classes and to see photos of me admiring those beautiful spoons, head to the website, splendidtable.org.